This is episode 130 on The Herpreneur Show. Today we have Angini Amaret, the founder of Women With Purpose. Welcome to The Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Oh boy, we've got some transformational stuff getting downloaded to you in this session. If you are really wanting to go deep into the insights to your limitations, things that are holding you back, wanting to stop your burnout, be able to unlock your hidden potential and be able to live a remarkable business life. Let me share with you Angini Amaret. She is the founder of Women With Purpose. She's a women empowerment advocate and in her past life, she was a corporate lawyer. Today, we dive in deep in really helping you unlock your full potential. And Jenny is absolutely passionate about supporting and working with women founders, leaders, and executives to shift them from feeling powerless to powerful. Enjoy this interview. It is great. A little bit about Jenny. She's just recently moved to Byron Bay, is an avid poet and songwriter and adventurer. And if I knew that, guess what, Angini? I love to write raps. And guess what? I love poetry and poetry gets turned into raps with me. That's how it all started with me. But hey, we could have had a more of a ball on this call. That is a rhyme right there. Wasn't meant to be. Let's get into the interview. Ladies, let me introduce you to Angini Amaret. Enjoy. Welcome to the show. It is so great to have you here, Angini. Thank you so much. It's amazing to be here. I'm super excited. Now, we do want to find out why you're passionate about this because normally through every expert, <laughs> there is a breakdown before the breakthrough. Pity doesn't have to be that way. Hopefully it doesn't have to be that way. And that's probably why you're here. Uh, but before we dive into really helping us ladies really thrive in business and really be able to work in our feminine and bring that that joyful vibration into our business. Can you give us a snapshot of what happened for you to sort of bring you to exactly where you are today? Sure. I was a high-flying corporate lawyer and I all the accolades you can think of, I got them. I was working on trillion dollar deals, doing 22 hour days for months wow. on deals, um, specializing in corporate mergers and acquisitions, buying and selling companies and helping companies list, etc. So top shelf stuff. Just the um, trillion dollars just yeah. was like, wow. <laughs> it rolls off the top. We're talking about big bucks here. <laughs> big bucks. Wow. Flying, flying first class to different countries to work on deals, sitting in rooms full of 20 to 30 men, typically it'd be full of men, mm-hmm. and me walking in and then coming up to my junior, who would be male, shaking his hand, assuming I would be the secretary. So I had that going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. It was, it was great. And, um, and, you know, it led on the outside looking in, it looked like I had it all. I had the success. I had it all. I had the hat, the beachfront house. I had, 
the travel, I had the status, I was earning truckloads of money, obscene amounts of money. But on the inside, I was dying, literally dying. Wow. Um, I had regular panic attacks. I had chronic anxiety, couldn't sleep properly. I dropped 19 kilos. I don't have that weight to drop anyway, usually. And I was basically running on empty, running on fumes and something had to change. Mm. And I, my boss um, basically told me, you have to do something about your performance. Even though I was the highest performer, he was like, you have to you know, take care of yourself somehow. So I went to a meditation class and that was the game changer for me. It, it was like I had taken um, an ecstasy pill, not that I would know what, that, what that's like. <laughs> I can't even drink black tea. I get palpitations. <laughs> I, I dropped into this place of bliss and I had this stupid grin on my face for three whole days and I was in bliss for three wow. days and I was like I don't know what this is but I want more of it and that basically led me to ultimately quitting my job my high-paid job mm. and going to India on a retreat as you do to eat pray love myself um, I'd loved that book I'd recently read that book and a retreat had come up and um, so I went on this retreat and that really was the game changer for me I started to understand there was much more to life than what I'd been taught at school. Mm. And that's over the, you know, over time, that's what I'd learned. I learned more about the internal dynamics, what the, the secrets that the yogis know and started bringing that into my life to create my own business that I run now. Mm, wow. What was the name of the retreat? Was it the, o, is it O and O? Is it? Um... No, 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 it was, it's an interesting tiny story about that because I, I could either have, I had a choice, sell your house and, you know, and quit your job or um, stay in law and keep going as you are. And I found a credit card and the credit card was an Ignite credit card. And the retreat was Ignite Your Spirit. And that just blew my mind at the time. I was like, wow, what are the coincidences? And yeah credit card had full credit on it. I was like, it's a message. It's a message. I, put it on, I never look back. I put it on the credit card and never look back. Wow. So the work that you do now, you help people really tap into their, their inner calling, like really help them delve in. I was listening to one of your interviews. I think it was from a couple of years ago. It's just, it just really fascinated me with helping us stay on track. And I always talk about on the show about how do we continually tap into our true north and, and you know, really pointing that compass to our true north. And how do we get rid of all that noise and distraction so we can feel where we are? So tell me about how you got into doing what you're doing now. And then we're going to start dropping some amazing learning bombs to these women. Yes, um, it, it was through that practice of knowing the steps to stay connected to my inner compass, to my north, to who I really am and to block out what society tells us we're supposed to be doing, should be doing, ought to be doing and trusting that inner guidance within and backing ourselves. And that takes a certain level of practice because we're trained to outsource. So I call it mm. outsourcing versus insourcing. 
And often in society and in our families, we're trained to outsource. So we look outside of us, in other words, for the answer. Mm. But I say it's not phone a friend. Life isn't phone a friend. It's we've got to ask ourselves. And often we don't spend the time to do that, to self-reflect. And Mm. that's what the yogis do so well. They're really good at dialing in reflection, self-awareness. And when we can do that as a practice daily, makes us very powerful because then we have more of an understanding of what are my needs what are my wants and how are they different to what society tells me I should be needing or wanting Mm -hmm. and backing ourselves with that because that's our inner genius that's where our power really lies Mm. what was it like for you 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 mentioned before that you were really walking into a room with these trillion dollar deals they're thinking, you know, you're in a boys club and <laughs> they're thinking that you're the secretary. And I have been in that position before because my husband and I both run the business, but I'm the CEO of the business. And so when we walk into meetings, I had one man once pull my chair as I went to walk up to the boardroom table, pull my chair to the back of the room and said, you can take notes here. My oh. jaw nearly dropped. This was a year ago. Wow. And I said, actually, I'm the CEO. I'll be sitting at the table. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I have to pull, I have to pull that that title out for this one. He was real old school, this man. But all the questions were delivered to my husband. It was just, I hadn't been in that scenario. I don't think I've ever been in that scenario. So for you to be put in that scenario doing deals, I could imagine that. You know, it took a lot for you to probably be able just to overcome that. So if there's some of us now that are in the situation, what can we do to really step into our power and thrive in those situations? That's a good question. What I realized later, not at the time, was I tried to overcome that by being like a bloke. I, I, you know, I became very masculine I cut my hair short I wore yes trouser suits I swore a lot I went for beers with the boys even my language you know and I hear it a lot with my women clients and the entrepreneurs I've got to drive success it's very masculine it's very aggressive in, in the language in I'm laughing because we have an event next week and guess what it's called drive oh I'm so sorry drive South Summit. no it's hilarious because I say to my husband all the words that we use mm. in our business, it's mm. all masculine words. And it's yeah. really funny because I do help with the marketing as well. And I said, but our product is the reverse selling method. And that's so, it's, it's actually, you know, will attract the feminine, but then we've got Convert Club, the Sales Institute. Like it's all these names that are quite masculine. It's, yeah. it's so yeah. funny that you brought that up. <laughs> And I understand why you do it because that's what's in our collective consciousness mm. that when we're marketing, we're looking at what's the current languaging right now. So mm. I think why you do it. And I do it a lot in my business. And it, I think for us as a collective, for women in business, it's about understanding that it's okay for us to start using language that is, that is actually more powerful and yeah. encompassing it. It's more holistic. Mm. We don't need to drive force and effort. We yeah. Can, we can be open and receive. The feminine is all about receiving. It's about being attractive and magnetic to what we want. 
This Love is that. that. That language right there, right? It, that there, that language, the magnetic, connective, like it really is like a completely different frequency that you're tapping into. Let's talk about some of the work you do because that's the best way I think we all learn from each other. What, what is the situation that a woman would be in? And I know you work with men as well, but obviously being the Herpreneur podcast, a client comes in, where are they stuck? Like what happens for them to have to come to you? And then what are some of the things that you do to help them, bang, get back into alignment and really tap in? Typically, um, it's women who are looking to start their business. They're looking to start all this. They've just started. Mm. And they're overwhelmed. They feel stuck. They don't know where to go. They don't have um, a good idea of, you know, all the bits and pieces that they're running their business. And more particularly than that, they're, they're in a lot of self-sabotage. So they're not believing in themselves and mm-hmm. they're trying to prove themselves and they're outsourcing. They're like, oh, I need to get this person or ask this person. And they're not trusting themselves mm-hmm. or they're lacking confidence or they've been in business a while, but they've plateaued um, or and or it's just not rewarding. It's not bringing them what they thought it was going to bring them. Yeah. Typically where they're at when they come to me and usually they get referred by someone they know who's worked with me and they go, you got to see Anjani. Don't really know what she does. I can't really explain it, but it's transformative. It's amazing. You go deep, just work with her. But I'll try and explain what I do. Basically, I'm focused on the inside of a person mm-hmm. and business. And what I mean by that is the internal dynamics of us as people, because we often forget this when we're running a business or even in a career, we forget that we are the business. And if this business of self isn't running at its optimal level, then we are going to reach a glass ceiling beyond which we can't get. So we... Yeah, yeah. I have a rap. Yes, I like to rap. And the very first line of one of them is, your business is a representation of yourself. So I totally resonate with that 100%. Please keep going. Then added on to that, and this is really important, people buy our relationship to the thing we're offering. Mm -hmm. And often I find that my clients come to me and they will say they're feeling frustrated, angry, helpless, hopeless, overwhelmed. And this frequency is what they're sending out into their business. And then they wonder why. clients and then they go masculine with it and do the 10 times accelerator builder (laughs) that exhausts us and it's burnout and I know because I've been there and I've done it it doesn't Mm. work it doesn't Mm. work especially Mm. for women especially for us as women so we have to change the game by changing the inside and what I mean by that specifically is our emotions how regulating our emotions, learning, training, practicing, skilling up in regulating our emotions and becoming emotionally fit. Mm. Intelligence. We already have the intelligence. It's about fitness in that. It's about getting fit. Mental regulation. How do I get fit with my mind so that my mind and my inner saboteurs, my people pleasing, my perfectionism, which is really chronic for women, sabotaging my progress. 
And then thirdly, energy regulation. And I'm not just talking about physical energy regulation. I'm talking about our subtle field of energy around us. The yogis call it the astral field. It's very present. We feel it with other people. Yeah. You stand on a train and you get in someone's energy field. It's like, oh, you're standing so close to me. Don't stand so close to me. You know, Don't stand so close to me. Because you feel them in your energy field. Mm. Protective barrier. And is that is that the aura? Is that what you call yeah, the aura? Yeah. It's the aura, mm-hmm. yes. Or mm. your energy bubble or your field of frequency that is it's our like it's like our boundary it's our safe boundary Mm. often women will have no boundary whatsoever and people will just encroach on them yeah i know i had a phd in that (laughs) or we have a wall up to protect ourselves and you've got the armoring on you know Mm. our emotions are shut down and we don't know how to regulate our emotions so that we can stay open and strong and powerful Mm. that's the game changer that's the secret yeah wow let's go with the 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 two different types of energy fields I will say this as soon as you said that probably two weeks ago I've had workmen come into the house there was one day I just felt like I had to sage the house (laughs) I I was like the energy in here was different it was just so I cleaned the floors and I saged everywhere and I don't know how much that works, but I felt that difference in the energy in the house and I thought I just need to hit that reset button. But when you're talking about you've got some women that really have this open heart and then you've got the other ones that are closed off, what makes the difference in that? Why do some of us, I, I'm a very open person though sometimes probably too open what is the difference what makes us that what makes that person really closed off is it being hurt is it a lack of trust is it or is it a combination of things it's like you know from the upbringing and there's challenges that have happened and now they've put their wall up like can you take us there yeah it's both it's nature and nurture and a big part of it is society you know our society grooming for want of a better word tells uh-huh. us that as women um it's it, we have to be giving we have to be nurturing and and the message we get gets screwed up in you have to give and deny yourself mm-hmm. so particularly as women we're very good at doing many things but what that lends itself is to us being overly giving we have to start really making sure that we fill our own cup first and foremost. Mm -hmm. We give the overflow, just the overflow. And then we give the goodness rather than giving exhaustion or giving fumes or giving, I'm really angry because I've done everything for you today and you haven't even said thank you. It's that (laughs) kind of thing, right? Yeah. So it's it's how we're raised and Mm. it's really important that this dialogue gets changed and the messages that women get growing up get changed. And your podcast is doing that. You know, we're doing that right here is changing the rhetoric, changing the story, Mm. changing that narrative. And we, we drop ourselves into business. And if you think business besides prostitution was created by men. Yes. It was, it, you know, prostitution was actually the first females in business, <laughs> really. <laughs> but you go to the business structure mm. and it, there was, you know, 
that time where it's the nine till five, you go to nine till five, where now so many women are dropping into business now and they understand that, hey, that just doesn't work for me. I need to work these hours. I need to have the flexibility. I need to be able to drop the kids off for school or be able to create that life by design. Uh, But I know at first for me, many years ago, my mentors in business were men. And I felt like I had to be sitting at my desk at nine o'clock. And it wasn't until I had massive burnout myself that I thought, I've just had a kid. I like to exercise in the morning. I can't fit that in now in the morning. Why am I breaking my back to get to my desk at nine o'clock when I set my own schedule? And I thought from now on, I go to my workout and I'm going to start work at 10. (laughs) And that took a really long time to remove the guilt when I was exercising. I should be at my desk. I should be at the desk. It took years to do it now. Absolutely no problem. Got that nailed. Though it's the, like you're saying, it's that groom and it's a society where we now have the ability to change the rules. And thank goodness for COVID in the way that now people actually are getting accustomed to being able to work from home and, and the corporations are now realising that, okay, our team can be just as productive at home as they are in the office. So that has been quite a big blessing in a way. Exactly. And also yeah. there's a difference between the feminine energy beyond gender and the masculine energy. The feminine energy is cyclical. So we have menstruation cycles and we mm-hmm. have life cycles. We have cycles in the day. And so women are naturally more connected to the cycles of life. And so the way in which we work, if we shift from that linear, logical structured nine to five then we're already putting already advantaging ourselves by cyclical living by going okay I got my period I know that I'm going to be a bit grumpy or freaky or you know whatever it is yeah I'll set myself less work to do those days and I'll pick it up another day so just tapping into that already we've put ourselves at an advantage Mm, so interesting let's talk about what is the difference between the feminine and the masculine energy can we go there yes of course I love talking about this (laughs) Um, and again I'll just say it's beyond gender so I talk about feminine leadership power but this is for men too Mm -hmm. and look at it in terms of qualities so one of those qualities is the masculine is very linear logical processes everything through the mind the intellect only really honors the intellect. And if you look at the corporate world so far, that's what it's been. It's been a very patriarchal or masculine Mm -hmm. way of doing business, um, only honoring the intellect. Um, The feminine energy is all about cohesion, collaboration, a conscience, you know, a moral compass, feelings, emotions, intuition, that's a big one for women. You know, we have intuition, but Mm. we've been, that's been beaten out of us, you know, for years. Yeah, use this, not this. Yes. Right. And being called witches, you know, we've been burnt at the stake. Oh, yeah. You're going (laughs) way back now. Yeah, yeah. Way back. And then Mm, recently, um, you know, don't be over-emotional at work. Mm -hmm. We've had that label. And so that's the disempowered feminine, where the empowered feminine energy is, I'm tapped into my deeper wisdom. 
and I run my ship, my business from that place. And then I use my mind to go about actioning my deeper wisdom. That's the feminine energy. So if we can tap into that by just taking a moment and any kind of inner practice, yoga, meditation, mantra, whatever it is, whatever, mm. watch your boat, do more of it because that's what connects you to your deeper wisdom. <laughs> Love it. She is on fire. Ladies, I think this is the time just to mention if you are really vibing this and thinking, I like a bit of piece of her, I really want to work with her more, then Angenie actually has a program. Um, it's Empowering Women in Leadership. Can you just talk a bit about that? Might, if, you, if you ladies are interested, scroll below however you're listening to this and in the show notes, the link will be there if you do want to continue the journey. But I just want to throw this in now, seeing we're actually on the topic of, you know, really the work that you do. Thank you. Um, yes, this program is different to any other program you'll find because, yes, there are the external skills and strategies that you need to run your business. And also together with that, we look at those internal strategies. So how you master, how you regulate your emotions, your mindset and your energy, physical field and your subtle field so that you are insourcing your self-esteem, your confidence, your um, courage, your, your sense of self. And that way you become very magnetic to the thing that you're wanting you know, more clients, more money, more revenue, more eyes on your business. And I call that yin marketing. So there's that whole other branch of the program that I bring and you can read about it on my website. So good. So good. Uh, you do have a book, uh, Corporate Dropouts. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine some of your work would be maybe women, they're in high positions like yourself. And I have known a few of the women now that are very successful in business that were in corporate. And the hardest thing for them was making that jump and making that decision to cut off from that fancy life that they're having where they've got, you know, they've got the cash, they've got the car, they've got the house and going into startup. And for many of them, you know, they're on that trapeze and they've taken their hands off and they're now on the other side. And there's nothing to catch them. There may be no income at the moment. I could imagine that would be some of the work that you would have women coming in to you. Would that be right? Yes, absolutely. And um, private, private mentoring is the best thing for that because you're absolutely right. If you've, if you've jumped, if you're listening to this and you've jumped already, then I can totally catch you. If you haven't jumped yet and are thinking about it, don't jump yet and seek a mentor. If it's not me, find another mentor who will guide you through the process because it's, it, you're just making more work for yourself if you jump. And often we wait till that moment when it's like, I can't take it anymore. I've got to just leave. <laughs> right. So if we can just get a mentor that can give you the roadmap that will get you there successfully, quickly, with ease, and good grace rather than panic and fear mm. and frustration, then you're fueling your business for success from day one. One of my favourite words is grace at the moment. I just love this word. Let's talk about your book. You probably never ever thought in your first life that you're going to be an author. 
you're now an international best-selling author. Talk to us about that that moment when you realized you wanted to release the book or what what happened to you to even step into that space of being an author. It's um it's funny, but from a very young age, I always had these visions of me speaking on stage and writing. Ah. Writing was my first ever love. I did it at school, I aced it at school. But because I was raised, as we all were in a patriarchal society, I took three sciences for my higher education. Mm. And, you know, I basically let go of my dream. And so wow. running my business was part of me backing myself and stepping back into my dream and reclaiming my passion and my dream. And it took me a long time to get to the very thing that I really wanted to do, which was to write books and yeah, and, and so I had to do a lot of inner work to get myself there to know that I'm good enough, that I do have a message to share. And if you're thinking about writing a book, I want to say to you, you are good enough and you do have a message to share because there may be millions of books on the same topic, but no one will say it like you will. Yeah, your voice. Mm. The name of this book, you know, Corporate Dropouts leapt out to me because it was like, wow, that's exactly what I am. And it's, it's a multi-author book. So there are 18 other women who share their stories about dropping out of the nine to five to become an entrepreneur and, you know, following their souls, calling, following their passion, following their deepest calling and doing it successfully. And there was lots of tips. I share my personal story um, about, you know, coming from a family of domestic violence and how that battered my self-esteem mm. and me having to work my way back to that, back to myself and learning about my value in, in the world and my value just by breathing in and out, I'm valuable. Mm. Us, you know, we don't know that. And it's important that we do learn that about ourselves. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a telltale story. And then I share my, my top tips for how to transition into your passion how to, you know, really blaze in your business, how to stand out in your business. And mm. it's not by those external means, it's by working on our internal self. Mm. And then we become magnetic to what we want. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a bestseller before we even launched it. So I have to say it stood on its own two feet. Wow. Before we did any launching. Just the name in itself, I can imagine, yeah. would just connect. But isn't it amazing when you're a child and, you have these visions, like you said, and then somehow we push them aside. And I, I think that's so powerful in listening. Like I, I always ask my son about, you know, dreaming and, you know, writing and just really just helping him cultivate what that is now, just to, 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 just to see where his little mind is because goodness knows he's probably going to circle back to that later on in life if, if it does get desensitized. Talk about desensitization. What happens if you have a client who is lost or they've lost their power, they've lost their way, they they've lost their mojo, they've they've just they're just there. They're just now doing life. I had a client that I worked with. Everything was about her and her husband and their business. She wasn't in love with the business. If she wasn't with the business, breaking a neck, you know, working around the clock doing that, trying to help it grow, she was taking her boys to soccer and she was just, everything was for the family. 
And we were doing some work and there was, she didn't even know what her hobbies were. She didn't know what lit her up. She was so numb. She wanted to do something different in business. She had no idea what to do, but she just knew what she was doing wasn't working for her. What do you do with someone who's so lost that they haven't even got that feeling now? The fire's gone. I would say that's probably 95% of the people who come to me. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I find that sad. And I also know that that's because we are socialized into suppressing our emotions and Mm self-medicating. And so the key to that is getting back in touch with our emotions and not in a therapeutic way. I'm not a therapist, but in a way that uplifts us. So um, I had a client um, this week, exactly that scenario, got a business, not loving it, is numb to it. Um, It's become very transactional for her and she's lost the heart of her business. And so I got her to start to sing. And what singing does is it opens the heart, but it also opens the throat. And I work with chakras um, or energy centers. And what it does is it helped her open her throat center. And that's about our communication. Yeah. Manage our time, how we manage our energy, how we structure our business. Oh, wow. I didn't know that part. I just thought it was like just helping her voice. Wow. That is awesome. Can you say that again? Yes. So what does it help? So the throat center helps our communication, but it also helps our time management, how we manage our time, how we manage our structures and systems in our business. And also our business has these. Fascinating. Yeah. Our business has its own chakras. And so we can look at the chakras of the business and they often are a direct reflection of what our own power centers or chakras are doing. So when we sing, we open that and we release the congestion, the suppression, the words that we haven't spoken get released. And then we have an open energy center that can then express itself and be heard. And it opens the heart too. And the heart's also about being authentic, being vulnerable, being open, and also staying in our power. It's a very powerful center, the heart. It's not love and mung beans. It's about how can I stay authentic and true to who I am and be seen and heard for that Mm. and stand out as an authority in my field. My my mind is being blown right now. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. How can we learn more about you? You've got your program there. Do you do private coaching as well? Do you do one-on-one stuff? Just take us down with if someone wants to work with you more. Yeah, so um, there's lots of freebies on my website. So free guided meditations and they're pre-activated. So, you know, like the pre-activated nuts you get, they're power packed with pre-activated energy. So just listening to them will lift your vibe already. Mm. Um, You can also work with me. I I offer private mentoring, so one-on-one. Um, and I also run retreats. Now we're getting back to travel. Yay, Yay um, finally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And these are profound purpose retreats where we go deep into the internal self. And it's a deep dive basically into why you really came, get clarity on your purpose, and then a roadmap for how to bring that into your business. So it's just reconnecting with that original joy or spark 
that often, like you said, gets lost or suppressed or we get disconnected from it. And then finally, I offer mini um, done for you videos that you can download on demand programs, masterclasses. Um, so it's all there on the, wow. on the website. Sounds fantastic. I'd love to finish the interview with a couple of questions. The first one is for you to tap into the female entrepreneur that's in the startup phase, that that energy that, you know, is always, you know, pushing, pushing, you know, there might be fear there. They might start off with joy and excitement, but then there's this massive roller coaster ride. If you could give one piece of advice for a woman that's going through the startup phase, what would it be? I would have to say get a mentor because it's not a solo sport. It's like saying, I'm going to climb Mount Everest and I don't have any gear. I don't have any Sherpas. Um, I, I'm not prevented from the cold. I don't have any tent. I don't have food. Will I be all right? And I want to say to you, you'll get there eventually, maybe, possibly, but you'll get there battered and bruised. And if you get someone who's a guide, who's been there, who knows the ropes, who can help you just fast track your way to success, then that's what I recommend. A piece of advice for the female entrepreneur that is seasoned. She is continually in a growth phase or she's scaling. She's got the good. She knows where she is at, but she just now wants to maybe expand more somehow. What would be a piece of advice that you think that she really needs to hear to help her just continually grow, maybe with ease? (laughs) Grace, I would say three things. Invest your time, your money, and your energy a third, a third, a third time, money, energy in developing yourself, tapping back into what is your passion? What's your vision? Often when we've been running a business for a while, we Mm. lose our vision and it's, it's about coming back to what's my new vision. And we have to spend time, money, and energy in getting to that. And Mm. we re, you know, it's like, get the telescope and get it, get it to the new clarity. What is your vision for the next level of growth? Because often we're busy in the business. So we have to detach and get a higher perspective of where do I want to go next? And mm. we get that from a place of internal wisdom rather than what I think I should, must, or ought to do, but what would you love to do? And don't base it on current reality. Mm. You know? Current reality has nothing to do with the future tomorrow, but often we drag current reality into our future. So forget current reality, stop facing reality and start creating the one that you want. So good. So good. I love even like you were saying, the example of just getting it back into focus. Mm. Um, It's just so powerful because we are continually evolving. If your business isn't evolving or if you're not evolving, you know, who we are today is a different version of who we were even, you know, a year ago, two years ago. Um, And I love that you're saying like this focus. It's like, who am I now? Where am I at? Really tapping into that. That's just so powerful. I've never heard that analogy before about the, that, that focus. And with you just doing your hand movements, no, you guys are on the podcast now. But um, I'm sure if you go to my Instagram page, we'll have this part in the show reel as well. Uh, last thing I would love to know. 
I'm very big with health and wellness and keeping that in the business for women. Um, What's the one thing that you do on a very regular basis? At least weekly would be perfect. (laughs) Daily, even better. That you know when you do it, it just puts you into alignment or it makes you like the happiest version of you. Like your vibration is so high that you are like the most happiest version of yourself. What would it be? Both to share this with you now, and it might seem a bit way out, it might seem controversial, but it's a daily practice that I do not miss. And it's what keeps me connected to my internal wisdom constantly. And it helps me grow constantly. And that is pranayama or yogic breathing practices. Mm-hmm. Also puja. Now you've probably never heard of puja, but it's a practice of offering devotion. And when we offer devotion, it helps grow our heart. And our heart is the gateway to our soul. So that's what I do. And it's beyond religion. It's beyond anything like that. It's a devotional practice where you sit and you meditate basically on your own heart and access that and activate that. It is the wisdom gate. It's known by the yogis as the wisdom gate. And that's how we can tap into always having the answer, always knowing what's next, always being tuned in, tapped in, turned on. I want that. (laughs) And is that something that you teach your clients as well? Is Is that a process that you teach or is that just something that you've just done for yourself over the years? Um, I I do teach it to clients who are wanting it. And I do say that all roads lead to Rome. So whatever practice works for you, Mm. do it and do it consistently. So I'm not one to say this is the only way because there are so many ways. There are so many methods to get there. But if you find one that works for you, constant showing up, constantly doing it, committing to it, that's what makes the difference. And that's why it's called a practice. Yes, it's I'm not, it, 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 you have to practice. You have to <laughs> do it every day. Yeah. So thank you so much. That is so great to hear. Ladies, what a great interview, hey? Thank you so much, Angini. It's been awesome to have you on. If uh, you guys are just saying, yeah, I want to work with her, I want a piece of her <laughs> somehow, <laughs> uh, scroll down below, click the link. And that's going to go through to everything that we've mentioned on the show. So if you want some of the free meditation, if you want to look at the retreat, whatever we've got um, for Angini, we'll have the links there for you to continue that journey with her. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence today. What an incredible interview. Uh, Keep doing the magic that you're doing out in the world. It's just um, so great. I'm glad we've crossed paths. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.